0: So welcome guys, I'm Tokyo Paul Live and today we have uh, another special guest, very uh, close friend of mine, Alfonso. We, we actually, I would consider childhood friends. We grew up together. So hi Alfonso, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for um, being here to share your story. I feel like you, you're very knowledgeable about Japan the early people that got me interested in Japan, so very excited to hear your story. So first question, tell us about yourself uh, where are you from?
1: Well, I'm originally from Chicago mm-hmm. but I moved to Maryland in high school. yep, and then I went to university at the Ohio State University where I majored in Japanese language and literature. so but I would say my interest in Japan really began in high school yep. there was some mutual friends that we had mm. and um well i was of course also interested in like manga and animation so i think some of the other folks that i've met who've been to japan or have an interest in japanese culture have that in common yep um And of course, majoring in Japanese language and literature, that initial interest in Japan developed, so it went beyond just simply animation and manga to poetry and literature.
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: And the language itself Hmm. as well. So after graduating college, uh, you know, I wanted to Make use of my degree yep, and it's kind of like a very small market in the u s to do something with Japanese studies per se
0: oh especially kind
1: of... just having a bachelor's degree in it yep uh, so uh, i during I should say that during college, I did work for the Japanese studies department oh nice and um they had there was kind of like an outreach where they uh, where I had to research Japanese related programs. Oh, wow and so that's how I became aware of the jet uh, Japan exchange teaching program yep uh, jet programs for short, and that's what I did after college after college. I decided to go to Japan. I was interested in teaching I was also a part of the International Affairs Scholar program at the Ohio State University. Wow. Nice. And I had a lot of cha- and I had a lot of chances and opportunities to tutor international students. Hmm. So I was an English tutor during college and that got me interested in teaching, specifically teaching English. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the JET program as a great way of combining my interest in teaching English with my interest in Japanese language and culture. Nice. And I thought it's kind of like a win-win situation where I teach, I get paid for teaching a job, having a job as well. And I get to, it was also an opportunity for me to develop my knowledge of Japan and my Japanese linguistic ability. Nice. Uh, if
0: you don't mind me asking, how was the interview process or the application process for the JET uh, English yeah. teaching
1: program? Well, um, the application process, they ask you, so what I kind of from, it's been several years, but from what I remember there, what I expressed my interest from my point of view, it was more of an interest in teaching. So mm-hmm. I tailored my application towards teaching oh, wow. rather than simply making it sound like I wanted to travel in Japan or make yeah, it into a year long trip, right? I wanted to sell myself and, uh, and from the point of, from the point of view of a teacher. Yep. So I used my tutoring experience in college and my International affairs experience as well uh, to strengthen my application as a candidate for the program.
0: Nice, nice, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I recall just you know like, <laughs> I I uh, writing an essay. Maybe I spoke too much about my own interest in uh, just Japanese culture and like language and uh, yeah, and also I remember driving to what Washington D.C. That was my interview site and having the interview and uh Same I, i'm the ones that got wasted wait uh, wait listed excuse me and yeah so nice i'm very excited to hear more in depth about your um yeah actual experience there uh teaching uh where uh, actually i know but like where, where were you uh located and uh
1: so i got placed in akita japan yep and um in particular i was placed in a very small town called ani Ani. and i didn't know that ani machi yes so ani at the time ani was a town of about three thousand people Hmm. and from what i hear it's even smaller now and at the time i barely knew akita you know i had to i I kind of knew that it was in Tohoku, but I didn't quite know where. And I was so looking that's at the, the north. Map. north. Yes, northern Japan is Tohoku region, correct? Um, and when I looked at the map, I was just like, I was surprised, surprised? and I really couldn't find Ani on the map. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason for that is because the town is called Ani, but it's part of a greater um collection of towns per se okay and so the collections of towns are known as kita akita city
0: so city wow yes
1: northern akita city right and the name the label city is really Mm. can be deceiving if you're expecting a metropolitan area Mm. they're really more isolated towns the largest, it's a collection of towns that are pretty spread apart. Yep. Um, and the, the, the largest of the towns in, that make up Kita, Kita City is Takanosu. Takanosu. Yes. And at the time that I was living there, Takanosu had a population of about 40,000 people.
0: Okay. 40 yeah
1: so it was bigger, and as a matter of fact, I would drive from Ani to Takanosu to go to the grocery store
0: yeah.
1: um, participate, go to the gym, participate in activities, so it was it's really like the the center of activity of Kita Kita city, and the are the buildings category... far
0: apart sorry I'm just, sorry, I just got curious are the buildings far apart like how long is a typical drive from like your well, home to the yeah one- that's what i was
1: going okay. to explain yeah. No, so the typical drive from ani to takanosu was 45 minutes okay and the great thing about the drive is that there was no traffic hardly any traffic
0: wow. because
1: it's just very um like just low population you know that not many vehicles to compete with so it was a very scenic drive uh, very therapeutic a lot of time for reflection driving those 45 minutes each way by the way yeah Um, each way Uh, and during the winter it could take about an hour Mm. uh, just because of the hazardous uh, snow conditions Wow. So, so you know, in it... Akita, and especially northern Akita, it snows quite a bit. And um, so I think in the United States, we tend to measure snow by inches. Yeah. But in Ani, particularly in Ani, it's a mountainous region. Yeah. The snow is measured in meters. Oh, <laughs> it's it's like really none. meters. Yes. Yeah, so you get tons of snowfall. And they usually have about uh, three times throughout the day where the snow plows go through to clear three the Three
0: times? No yes.
1: When it's snowing, um, you have, I remember, like just hearing the snow plow going through at like three in the morning, four in the morning, yeah. and then again around lunchtime, and once again um, in the evening. Wow. So they kind of had snow plows around the clock, making sure that the roads were drivable. And uh, those were, that's main, and that was mainly for the main street going through Ani. Uh, some roads you're less fortunate to have cleared. And, but with snow tires, you have snow tires, and people are not familiar with snow tires. Yeah. They have really deep threads you know the threads are a couple several inches deep like right a chain?
0: I'm, thinking I'm sorry a, i'm thinking of a chain
1: no well a ch- chain is not effective for that type of snow Whoa. a chain like if you're in an area that gets snow sometimes a chain might be effective but with that much snow you need snow tires okay so there's no chains it's just tires are very deep thread Whoa. and you know, you probably have like a good three inches. You can't yeah. see the pen, but you probably have a good three inches of depth in the uh, tires be- between in the tread of the tire.
0: Maybe twenty so that, centimeters. I'm
1: yeah. guessing. <laughs> yeah. So, so that the um, so that the snow you can drive in the snow, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. How much was clean up for you? I remember. You lived in a house mm-hmm. probably had to shovel quite a lot
1: yeah i shoveled every night
0: every day
1: i had to shovel every night uh and i didn't shovel everything i just shoveled enough for me enough of a pathway to get out of my house yeah onto the road and my parking space i would shovel Wow. But i would have to shovel every night um or at least the nights that it snowed. Wow, so that was, that um, was uh, it kept me in shape. Really? Yeah, that's
0: good. Yeah, I mean, imagine like one meter thick snow. Did you have to clear snow from any weird places like backyard or?
1: So there, the roof, right? It's not something I had to do myself, oh, that's but that sounds dangerous. Um, I would so i would run the heat inside my house i lived in a small house compared uh compared to american standards i lived in a small house and i had a kerosene heater that i would a large kerosene heater with um a small chimney connected to the outside to circulate the air and i would run the kerosene heater in my house which would heat the house and it would melt the snow off the roof Wow. So there, were, um, snow would accumulate on, throughout the day on the roof, and so I would have about a couple of feet of snow on my roof.
0: Oh, still, know? that's almost a meter.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, a couple of feet of snow on the roof. But then at night, when I would heat up the house in the middle of the night, there would be a thunderous crash of snow sliding off the roof onto the yard
0: wow wow that that sounds dangerous right like
1: well it's dangerous to let it accumulate because obviously so heavy those houses could cave in yeah but as long as the houses are being lived in uh there's someone heating the house and the the roofs are at an angle. They're yeah. slanted. So most of the snow is sliding off, but there is a crust of ice that builds on the roof.
0: Oh, wow. If
1: it's not heated.
0: Yeah. Ice sounds more dangerous.
1: <laughs> and yeah. that, so there would be so much snowfall that actually the, the place where the yard, the, the yard where it would slide off, snow would accumulate there as well. So, eventually, the snow reached up to the roof, and it connected to the roof, mm-hmm. the, to the snow on the roof. So, there was no more space. There, there would be no more space for snow to slide off.
0: Oh, my God. And that is
1: when I would have to pay for a, a snow truck, a snow plow, to come and clear the snow from my yard so that I would have enough space to clear the roof. For wow. the snow to fall off the roof
0: well wow, that's life that's really that sounds even uh very isolating too right how was social life
1: uh during the winter uh well there was ups and downs let me start with i'll start with the negative and then on on a positive note um it takes a long tr- time to drive anywhere if yeah. you're living in the middle of nowhere so if you're someone who's interested in going to shopping, to the mall, uh, to the movie theater, even friends' houses, that um, they you know houses are pretty spread apart, so it takes a long time to get somewhere, um, and um, and then some people, if you if you have seasonal depression, which mm. I don't, but I do know people who were living in the area who had that they really get the blues during the winter because they don't have daylight savings in japan as you know
0: Yep.
1: uh so you, you go to work in the morning it's dark yep you're inside a you're inside your office working throughout the day when you leave your office it's dark again uh so you you're really interacting outside during dark throughout the winter. Wow. It's, cold. it's cold. There's a lot of snow. Um, so, for some people not used to cold weather, it might be a challenge. Mm. It's definitely a trial. Yeah. I, on the other hand, um, I really enjoyed my time in Akita, and it was mostly because of the snow. I really love snow activities, skiing and snowboarding. And as I mentioned earlier, Ani is in a pretty mountainous area of Akita. So I had great ski resorts about 20 minutes from my house. Oh my gosh, um,
0: that's close.
1: So I would go every Saturday and throughout the winter, Saturday and Sundays, unless I had other obligations but Saturday and Sundays I would go to the ski resort and ski so I really that sounds I really did enjoy that for me it was like snowboarding heaven
0: yeah sounds like a real yeah. real close by like 20 minutes wow it's unheard of for me
1: yeah and the um and the great thing about living in that area as well is there are many talented skiers Mm. in uh, alpine skiers in that part of Japan. So um, Ani, I know my first year teaching there, there was the national middle junior high school skiing champion was from Ani as well. Wow. And then they had the Japanese, they had the Olympics and the Japanese Olympic team. um, There was his um his grandfather lived next door to me wow so that's cool i thought that was pretty cool as well
0: yeah
1: so I heard, it's, do they it's teach... very much a winter sport place
0: wow so do they teach skiing i i heard
1: um, yes they so they do they have alpine they have both cross country and alpine skiing and um at the Local elementary schools
0: at the elementary school level. Wow!
1: Yeah, elementary school in the middle school, they focus more on alpine skiing, but um at the elementary school they had both cross country and alpine skiing. Wow! Wow! So those lessons were though that recreation time that the students had skiing was also a lot of fun for me as well.
0: Yeah, it sounds fun and cold. Um, how was your experience teaching in general? Like. Uh what what level did you teach and uh how mm-hmm.
1: so I worked at an elementary I worked at several elementary schools. I had to drive around the area. Wow. And one junior high school. Yep. And uh it was a marvelous experience. I was very lucky to have co-teachers that supported me and welcomed me into their classrooms. Um and I will say that I was very proactive in terms of um, talking to the teachers and getting to know other colleagues throughout the school. Yep. Uh, So I've heard from others that their JET experience was limiting in the sense that they didn't feel welcomed because I guess they, they didn't quite know how to reach out to mm-hmm. their colleagues but um if but what i found to be the case in japan or in akita at least is that if even with minimal japanese people are willing to bend over backwards to understand you oh, and nice. welcome you uh, so but i would Anyone interested in going to Japan, whether it's to teach or uh, just to live there, live a type of whatever life they choose there, I do encourage everyone to learn some Japanese. Yeah, because um, it makes it helps make your social life and your work life a lot easier as well. Um, Yeah, I would say you. Unfortunately, you could get by in the JET program without speaking Japanese if you wanted to, uh, but the rewards of learning Japanese socially, um, are just We're making friends, some making friends exactly are just so much, right. And yeah. you, you benefit so much from trying to learn the language. Absolutely.
0: you're you're uh you studied japanese in uh college and uh do you have any like books or i I don't know like uh magazines or japanese resources you can recommend then
1: uh well there's actually it's funny that you mentioned it i had no idea you were going to ask me this question but right next to me there's a book i've been looking at recently yeah and um this book is great if you're if you consider yourself at an intermediate Japanese level, oh, it's not for beginners.
0: Those guys are guys reviewers. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's not for beginners, but it's definitely for intermediate Japanese speakers. Um, it's a book called, I'm not sure if you can see it, perhaps uh, not. Quartet? There we go. It's called Quartet. Quartet.
0: Quartet. Yeah. Yes. U-A-R-T-E-T.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's gonna come out flipped, yeah. on the video, but it um, wasn't.
0: Flipped, uh, yeah, and I
1: yeah, it's, it's an intermediate Japanese yep. textbook, and it um, te- it works on the four language skills: speaking, listening, reading, and writing. Nice, thanks. Um, there's an accompany. There's a, a co- it's accompanied by a workbook. Actually, the workbook is optional, but you I did buy it. And the workbook helps with the writing as well.
0: And, you know, if you're cool with it, I could, you know, if you have a link or I can search the title, at least put the title in the description. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, so Alfonso, what's your best memory from your you know time in Akita in Japan? Well, I
1: would say there's... Not one particular event that stands out, but it's really a collection of experiences. And that would have to be getting to meet the locals in Ani. Ani, I have to say, is full of really welcoming, warm-hearted people who make you feel at home, make you feel part of their families, welcome you into their houses. And I learned so much about life. They teach you so much about life. And in particular, I was impressed with how community-oriented Ani was. Uh, And and by that, I really mean, I saw a lot of involvement from the community, parents, grandparents, siblings at the school level Mm. and I feel like Ani is very proud of the there's a lot I could tell you about Ani but Ani is very proud of their local culture and it's something that they pass down to their children Mm. to the children of the town and so uh, as kids as people grow up in Ani they do tend to move away from ani uh, for careers jobs schooling but they do carry a piece of their hometown with them wherever they go and uh, i would say perseverance and people's kind of like finding the perfect burn and by that was something that stood out in my mind from on from the about the people in ani and by that i mean balance between working hard and cultivating different skill sets. Yep. It's not, they don't necessarily like, I just remember the kids they're working on being so talented and working on so many different abilities, uh, skills while they, while I was there. Um, and so that, that's something that I remember the most is trying to find that perfect burn in life. Meaning I have many hobbies and I try to balance everything out and advance everything at the same time without obviously becoming overwhelmed. So I'm not sure if that makes too much sense, but that's kind of the takeaway that's um, stuck with me to this day about Ani.
0: So it's very family and community oriented. Um, yeah, and if I recall, you mentioning uh, that area, Akita might be famous for the sake or
1: some type uh, of alcohol. Well, I think if you're if you travel throughout Japan, each region of Japan claims to have the best sake or the best rice. But in particular, I do know Akita Kumachi which is their rice, it's quite famous in Japan, throughout Japan, and it comes from Akita. And because of that high quality rice, they also have the nihonshu or the sake as we call it in the States. Um, Their sake is um, famous since it's made from the local rice as well.
0: Nice. And uh, so it sounds like it was a great experience. Uh, how's life after Japan after like teaching English Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I think you lived
0: five years right
1: yes I lived five years in Japan Um, all all five years I spent in Japan I spent working through the jet program so it was I would have to say my return to the U.S. was a bit of a culture shock I did feel the culture shock very strongly initially. Um, it's kind of easy to kind of remember all the great things about Japan, and we tend to romanticize our experiences. But um, but fortunately, I did have direction when I came back. You know, I knew that I wanted to continue teaching. Yep. And so for me, graduate school was the path to go to and get my master's in teaching and continue teaching to this day. So my experiences in Japan uh, led me to the person I am today. And they're all experiences that luckily I see as valuable and that that contribute to the things that I do on a day-to-day basis currently.
0: And so do you you miss the skiing and the snowboarding? uh...
1: The mountains aren't as great in um, the Maryland area, as you know, uh, they're not not great here. Uh, They're lacking as a matter of fact, like I tend to go further north, but even then it's not that great. So Mm -hmm. I do miss the mountains, uh i miss the friends i um i made while i lived in japan um and you know when you're in a foreign country every day feels like an adventure yep. uh, you, a simple trip to the grocery store and you're learning new vocabulary you're seeing new things you haven't seen before so what would be a very mundane experience in the US was a very uh, exciting experience in Japan, right? Full of excitement. Uh, So that's the trade-off, right? Sometimes uh, everyday life can seem blah in a country that you you grew up in, but when you go abroad to travel to a foreign country, uh even the smallest things hold more meaning and become more magical to you. So I would definitely encourage uh anyone interested in Japan, living in Japan, to find the the uniqueness, the special qualities in their day to day life in Japan. Uh because you'll miss it, you know, once you leave Japan you'll miss it. Yeah, those are some
0: great words. I I missed it like 10 times, right? I've been back uh, so many times and now I'm living here. I totally agree with you. Yeah, so many like new experiences here. Um, Yeah, Uh, I I really appreciate your uh, time and sharing your story with us today. Uh, Do you have any final words of wisdom for your time or about Japan or?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, so definitely if you're interested in going to Japan, I would say go with an open mind. We all think we know what living in a foreign country might be like, but there are definitely going to be many instances where expectations are not met. And the adventure of living in a foreign country is to be open to the unknown, right? Be open to the unknown, embrace it and the more you embrace it, the more you will grow as a person.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Um, I'm trying to do that day to day and it sounds sounds like great advice. Uh, thanks again for your time, Bonzo. Uh I really appreciate it. I hope you uh,
1: had a good time too. Yes, I enjoyed this. Thank you very much for having me today. Thanks.